Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. And welcome to our fourth episode. I'm super excited. I hope you guys are enjoying the new setup that we have uh, in terms of our scheduling. I, I definitely want to start off the rip and talk about the scheduling uh, because we, we, I mean, we've been addressing it, but just in case for anyone who's just listening and just be like, wait, where was the episodes for the rest of the month for September? Well, I'll tell you. We're only recording three times a month. Uh, there's be an episode for three weekends out of each month. So just be prepared for that. Um, we're going to try and keep you guys up to date every episode, remind you of that. So that way you guys aren't wondering like, hey, where's where's my where's my daily The Amateur are? And uh, just again, quick uh, explanation as to why we're doing this. Well, we... Unfortunately, you know, life gets busy. We have a lot on our plate, and uh, I'm still a college student. So I have to put priorities first, and uh, editing it sometimes gets overwhelming. So we had just had to reduce the uh, amount of episodes that we put out by one. So it's not the big biggest of deals. But I hope you guys are enjoying. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. If you didn't, if I were you, I would check it out. And you know what? We have a fun new announcement. Uh, not only are we on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, we are, we are now on one more platform, Google Podcasts. So I hope you guys, uh, if you, there's no excuse not to listen. <laughs> uh, five new platforms. I hope you guys go and just click our link tree. Click on whatever platform you prefer. We are on it. Um, and if there are any more platforms or anything that you guys would like to hear us on, let you know, just drop a comment. Let us know. Um, and we'll get out to those platforms just because we like to diversify we like everybody to have a wide variety and option to be able to listen to us so i don't know if any of you listen to google podcasts and if you're listening to us from google podcasts hello welcome we're on a whole bunch of different platforms <laughs> so those again those links will be in uh, the description down below just click our link tree and it takes you to all of our our different platforms and choose wh whichever one you prefer and with that said we got to be sure to thank our sponsors kelly's kernels and grim reaper uh gaming over on uh twitch tv again all of our affiliates and the people we work with are in the link in the description time to get into topics Austin, you you got some interesting stuff to talk about today yeah that i do i uh you know last episode we got into it a little bit we were kind of reminiscing a little bit on gaming and stuff and it made me like really think back about it and i was you know our generation really has gotten into the nostalgia and so i decided to go out and i bought not only a playstation one like i told you guys but a couple days ago i also bought a nintendo 64 because i'm like i want to play these games i want to go back to when i was a little kid and play this stuff and uh for the PlayStation, I only got four games. I got the Spyros and I got City. That's it. That's all I'm getting. Those are the games I played as a kid. And uh, yeah, I'm just really excited. I haven't played it yet, but hopefully today I have time. 
Well, that's super exciting. I mean, whew, talk about a blast from the past. Like, uh, I remember, again, uh, I was briefly reminiscing about how the PlayStation 1 was the first console that I was actually playing on. Like, I, I'd never played on any other console before then. No handhelds. It literally was PlayStation 1 was it. Um, some of the games that, if anything, I'll suggest for you, if for you to play... Um, there are, oh my goodness, so there's a few war games, one of them is like this, uh, you play as like these helicopter, like, you, yeah, they're helicopters, but they're for, uh, toy soldiers, so you know, like those green oh, army men? Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah, I forget I know. what the name of the game is, but it's really cool, it's you like play as a helicopter for those toy soldiers, and it's, it's two player, so you could always play with somebody. I played... Uh, there's a game in that series because I know what you're talking about. There's a game in that series and it's on the GameCube. And it's Army Men RTS. Yes, and I like think that. that's what it is. It's a real time strategy and you like build your armies and stuff. And I used to play the crap out of that as a kid, but I sucked at it. But I actually, during the pandemic, I played and beat the game, that game, while I was, uh, while I had free time. So, yeah, dude, I know what you're talking about. I, the, the, PlayStation 1 came into my life kind of by accident because um, or whenever I first played it. I was really, really young, and my my aunt had play, a PlayStation 1, or maybe she had some foster kids. It just kind of like we moved in, so she moved out of her house, and I guess the uh, PlayStation 1 got left, and so it was at the house when we moved in. We, we bought the house from her, and uh, we just started playing it, and it was just kind of by chance that she had all the Spyros and then SimCity. And, oh, it was so much fun. I used to... I, I never really played the Spyros on it, but I would watch my mom play it. And then uh, I attempted to play SimCity as a kid, destroying this, mainly building big cities, or there was, like, preloaded cities on there. And I would just do all the disasters and just destroy the whole city. Yeah, see, those are just absolutely fantastic. There's another... Uh... I think it's called like, uh, oh man, it's like World of Tanks. It was almost like World of Tanks, the the new game that's out now. But it was like a, a game where you played as different tanks and you fought each other or you fought like, you know, the enemy AI or whatever. And that was another fun PlayStation 1 game that I would yeah, heavily I suggest. I'm trying to look up the, the shooter that I was thinking of uh, right now. I found um, one that's Army Men 3D. I don't know if that's it though. Uh, there's like a whole. There's a yeah. There's a whole series. Like toy whole soldiers series. and toy helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> like the little and green. Literally the little army dudes. It's so yeah. fun. Uh, one um, of the games I played on PlayStation One that uh, you brought up helicopters. The first thing I remembered is there's a game where it was RC helicopters, and you you'd go through different courses and do different like stunts and flips and stuff. Like, cool. That was one of the PS one games that I played as well. So that one was pretty cool too. Yeah. I don't, yeah. We just, last episode we were talking about reminiscing and stuff on games and it just made me think about it. And literally we recorded that episode, what that Sunday and Monday while I was at work early in the morning, I went on Facebook marketplace and I just bought one. So I was like, I just want to play it. I think PlayStation one and two are probably when I became like a real gamer, because that's mm -hmm. when I played the most. But 
I'm glad you brought up Nintendo 64 because, as anyone knows, my gamer tag has 64 in it because my first console was Nintendo 64. Dude, the Nintendo 64 is so good. That was the console that, when I was a kid, me and my siblings, before the Wii came out at least, me and my siblings played it a lot together. And uh, my sister, hopefully she listens to this episode, because one of my favorite memories as a kid was that we had this game. It was called It's Beetle Adventure Racing. Really weird. The Nintendo back in that day, like there were weird racing games, but um, we play. We would play that, and we we made my mom go and get like more Nintendo sixty four controllers because I think we only had the, like one or two, and the two we had, the wires were like messed up and stuff, and so and the sticks were messed up. But we had enough for all four of us to play Beetle Adventure Racing, and so. Uh, my mom and my two older sisters and me would just play all the time. It's so much fun. Uh, one of my favorite memories as a kid. Uh, I sucked, of course, but my mom. I think I watched my mom beat that game too. Like, and so yeah, I uh, I'm just like really excited. I'm excited. That one hasn't come in. The Nintendo 64 still hasn't come in yet. It's supposed to come in, I think Tuesday. But I think I beat but... Adventure Racing. I just looked that up real quick. I'm like, that sounds so familiar. I don't remember any of the names of the games from that long ago. I just remember playing them. (laughs) The only reason I know is because I looked them all up and I just bought a bunch. So So I um, I have a list for you, Austin. We had PlayStation 1 games. I know that. Um, I know like probably Twisted Metal is one that so, people yep, talk about. I was about to say, so here's some of the games on PlayStation 1 that you have to get that are super fun to play, relax. All the Twisted Metal games, fantastic. Uh, I think you you would enjoy those a lot. I don't know, have you played those before? My uh, uncle, because he, he's the same age as my older sisters, he, he had a PlayStation, and I watched him play some of the Twisted Metal. I didn't know that's what it was at the time. I just knew there was, like, a clown on the yeah. disc. And... <laughs> so for yeah, those of you who... I'm pretty sure me and you played the crap out of Twisted Metal. Oh, yeah. PS2. And then especially when you got it on PS2, like, the, the newer, like, the one of the latest ones, that was, like, so cool. Like, me, me and Tyler loved that because it was, like, a mix because Tyler really likes cars and, like, racing games. And I really like explosions and stuff like that, right? And, like, action. <laughs> so it was, like, the perfect mix for me and Tyler. And so, like, we would always play the crap out of those games. So, uh, yeah, so you're going to want to play Twisted Metal. That's one of those that I would suggest definitely try and get those to play. Uh, for those of you at home who do not know what the Twisted Metal series is, first off, I say look it up. But second off, I, I will briefly describe what it is. It's like essentially the whole concept of it is it's the game takes place. It's like a ginormous competition of all these cars, and they got to try and fight to the death, essentially. But like these individuals like deck out their cars and like with rockets or gun machine guns in the front. And it's it's honestly a very like just fun blast to play uh, with with each other with your uh, your family or your friends or whoever. It's the greatest couch play, just cooperative or even versus game out there. A next the an other game I wanted to suggest for you, Austin, is um, Tekken. 
Have you ever played like the original first three Tekken games that were on PlayStation? Or are you even into uh, Tekken? I don't even know what Tekken is. Really? Are you into fighting games like uh, like I, Mortal Kombat? I am not. I okay. hate. Why I'm, I'm not a big fighting okay, well, game. Well, if you were into them, Tekken is a very rela- more. It's not like as crazy combo heavy as um, uh, Mortal Kombat, so to speak. But it is super fantastic to play, and that's another thing. Classic Mortal Kombat games. Okay, but if you're not into fighters and you're into like shooters and stuff like that, there's a fantastic game series that I used to play all the time as a kid that actually got me into like war games and stuff. Um, and it's called Spec Ops. And there's like, uh, I think like four games or three games on the PlayStation 1. And they're so much fun. They're like third person uh, army shooters. And they're very realistic for being a, uh, a, playstation one game like they're very difficult but they're so much fun and they're up to two players ps2 that had like the headset and you actually speak commands to your players oh yeah see like that's really cool which which one was that i can't remember the name of. i'm not too sure it might be a socom game i don't know you 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 could look it up right now Uh, and then i'll transition real quick to another game you might like as well um the crash games one of my oh, favorite yeah one of my favorite crash games ever and i would suggest getting it is called crash bash and it's up to four players and um it was like essentially it's like a giant it's like a thing like a mario party essentially and it has all of the crash characters and you get to choose and there's fun mini games and stuff like that that you can play uh with all your friends that would be really cool. Well, I mean, I like uh, Spyro. I really I think the, really the main reason I bought the uh, PlayStation 1 was because, like, I just I love Spyro. I don't know why. I play, I, I now own it on the Nintendo Switch, the Xbox One, and now I own all three copies complete in their little cases. Uh, on the PlayStation One now, so like, I'm I've a lot of people have recommended Crash Bandicoot because I like it, uh, Spyro. So I just haven't played it yet. I need to do it though because it does look pretty fun. Yeah, like uh, we we had the four player connector where that you can like plug in the thing and you could plug in four controllers and like you said, Crash Bash was like such a fun. It's a fun play. Like when I didn't have. A PlayStation. I think I played it with Tyler, um, and this was like when PS2, PS3 was out. We only had PlayStation One, and uh, it was so much fun to 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 get into. And I would su- heavily suggest, especially if you like Spiral, you'll love that Crash Bash game. Um, and yeah, I too, I loved Spiral so much. Like I remember back in the day. Um, I was actually like living with my grandparents and my cousin was living with us, uh, too at the time. So they literally were downstairs, like right below us. So me and my cousin every day after school, my mom would make us like read like a book or something and like do homework together. And then once we did, we'd go downstairs, plug in, you know, blow off the PS, the PlayStation one. Break out the t- the mini TV, plug in the <laughs> the, the red, yellow, and uh, white c- cable in, 
and sit down and take turns playing Spiral. Like that was a ton of fun. Did they? You know, I have a question for you because I I quite don't remember. Did they ever make a two player Spiral game? We never. No, they have not. At least not in the the ones that are good. I believe the Wii on the Wii after because. So Insomniac, who makes the uh, Spider-Man games, they were the ones that created Spyro. Um, but th- after the third one, they stopped making the games, and like other publishers took over, and it just slowly fell apart. And like that's kind of why Spyro disappeared for so long. Um, but there's like one on the Wii that I think is two-player, but it's like a completely different game. It's almost like I, I don't even know how to explain it because I watched. Whenever I was collecting at the beginning of the pandemic, I was uh, collecting all the Spyro games, and I was looking. And yeah, it's not a Spyro game. It's completely different. Like I don't even know how to explain it. But other than that, like the the three platformy type Spyro games, like there there's no two player. Unfortunately, I don't even know how they do it. Honestly, thinking about it, I would love for there to be a two player. Just because, like I said, I used to sit back and play it with my cousin like just non-stop i could have sworn there was a uh a two-player one i don't remember i could have sworn like it was with a purple one and a blue dragon i don't i could be completely off and wrong and like thinking of like something different but i could have sworn but i mean those are that would be a game that i would love to just play with one other person and, and speaking of crash the crash games like there was recently a crash 4 uh if i'm correct i think it was fairly recent too continuing on the story and i've yet to try that but i'm kind of i kind of want to try it. and i don't know if it's on the switch but i totally want to get that on the switch yeah uh the crash bandicoot games on the switch i actually got them but i've just got such a backlog of games i haven't gotten to it yet so tyler what games on the nintendo 64 did you play very curious um, let's see. I was trying to look that up. Just names of games. Um, sounds like you might have played Beetle. Beetle. I played Beetle. Um, I played Kong. Kong, Donkey Kong. Yep. Um. Did you play the Banjo Kazooie games? There was like a driving racing game that I played that was like cartoonish. I can't find it anywhere. Uh, I the name of it. Like uh, Mickey Speedway or whatever. No. It was, it wasn't anything Disney. It was like weird cars and a bunch of like dirt paths with like jumps and stuff. Oh, kind of like Mario Kart, but it wasn't. And it had it had different kind of power ups, and there was like a shark yeah. car. Yeah, I don't, re- you know, I when I was looking there is at a the Crash game, Four, by the way, I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's brand new Crash Four just just released this last year, I think. I just know that's my first console. Had a lot of fun on it. But it's hard for me to remember the titles of the games. Um, I just... Man, that's going to bother me until I figure out the name of that one game. Because that's one of the ones that I've played a lot. The game Um, you're explaining, though, I used to... Back in that time, you know, you could still rent games from, like, Blockbuster. Or we had a local... We had a local, like... uh, like a gas station slash mini mart thing, and that's where we rented all our games. It was like eight dollars a game, right? It's something like that. Um, at least ours, for us, I think. I don't Man. know. 
they I just think... tore down the um what what was the store called um i don't know but they replaced it with a family express but you could go in there and rent movies and you could rent video games and everything um... Dude, that that was a good time though. Back then, you could just rent a game, play it for a week, and then return it. So nice. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, th- those were definitely the the times to to just be a gamer, man. And just even renting movies. There's nothing like. I I really do miss that going to a store and renting a movie. Um, yeah. And just sort of sitting there, seeing what looks good, what, what look cool in the cover of uh you know a movie or what look what game looked really cool i remember one of the games that back in actually three six like xbox 360 era uh one of the games i had rented was like the uh transformers game and like that was so cool and i ended up buying it later but like it's just so awesome uh and just to have that ability i don't know it's just such so nostalgic right um, mm. I was thinking of another PlayStation game to like suggest to you, and there was this game called uh, Destruction Derby Raw, and it was it's a real it's a car game, but it's like so fun because it's like you get to you're pretty much just crashing cars all together. It's it's a derby, and like it's just such a fun game. I'd suggest that one too. Check it out, and and those of you at home, like, feel free to check these games out. And if you've played these games or have any games that you've like want to suggest that you've ha- you've played as a child or was a part of your childhood, like, please just drop it in the comments, and we'd love to hear more about it and maybe even discuss it in another podcast episode. Dude, I feel like that time frame was like the time for racing games there were so many different kinds of racing games and you had the beetle racing game you had twisted metal you had like the actual like licensed nascar games you had uh yeah they had it was just a lot series. more just fun type of racing you know it wasn't just like the regular old like gran turismo or something you know even gran turismo back then was really awesome too um mm-hmm. You know what it reminds me, though? Recently, there was a uh, a fun racing game that people are actually kind of talking about, and it's got good reviews, is Hot Wheels has came out with a, a game on modern-day consoles um, where you race, you could build tracks, um, and I'm so far hearing really good reviews. I was actually going to talk to you about that like a, a while ago because I'm like, oh, it's kind of interesting. I, can't, I might want to try it out with somebody. Yeah, I uh, I actually saw that. I was at uh, I was at Walmart uh, a couple days ago, and I saw it, and I was like, that looks kind of interesting because back in back when I was little, there was a Hot Wheels game on the computer that I would sit and play for hours and hours, and it was literally just pressed forward, backward, left, right, with the you know directional uh, keys. And you were just on a Hot Wheels track that did all kinds of super crazy cool stuff. Like one of them, you at the end you landed in a fishbowl, or you went over a fishbowl, and one you your car like flies and crashes into a screen. Like, oh, it was such a fun game. It was so much fun. So if it's anything like that game, it might be hooked. Everything yeah. your parents yelled at you for doing with your real Hot Wheels. <laughs> literally that's exactly it was like i'll vividly i vividly remember there was like an opening cutscene for the the game and it was like 
it was this Hot Wheels truck just like coming and it was uh, driving to this kid's house and it stops in the uh, driveway and it unloads the mother of all Hot Wheels track collections and stuff. It was the, I was, it's like a kid's dream. There was, so he, it's like the whole uh, game is like based off this kid's just making tracks throughout his house. Like first level is uh in his living room then there's like one in the dining room slash kitchen then there's one in his bedroom uh one downstairs so Uh, this new hot wheels is very similar to that and i think it takes place in one room setting but you literally and when you're customizing and like building your own tracks and by the way you can play other people's tracks like whatever they make and anyway it's like literally you can even customize the room like the whole background detail and stuff like that that you're seeing in like during uh-huh. you know in the mini track so it's it's actually pretty extensive you really got to look into it. i'm sure you would especially hearing you talk about this game now it's very similar uh and now just picture that but now more modern graphics it was so much fun. That just unlocked a whole memory for me. That was so much fun. I would sit there for hours playing that. Dude, and just think of like how gaming back then was wasn't as popular as it is today, right? Like you're thinking now of video games making millions of copies and back then it was just max at hundreds of thousands, right? Like it was yeah. like barely anything. And and to think too, like when playing video games like back then was like it wasn't always cool <laughs> and now yeah. everybody does it you know i feel like playing video games didn't get cool till like the uh the playstation 2 came out and then it became even cooler whenever the xbox 360 and the playstation 3 were yeah. out I that's when like that that's when i remember like call of duty and stuff like that was and... the best PlayStation 2, I mean, Justin can speak up as well. I think me and Justin probably had the most fun on PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. Like, it was just fun because at the time, again, I only had a PlayStation 1, and any time Tyler would, like, spend the night, he would bring the PlayStation. i say, dude, bring the PS2. Bring it. (laughs) You know? (laughs) We'd get our snacks and... uh, you know, uh, I remember, remember Tyler would always get like Twinkies or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, so we'll like have our snacks and stuff and he would come over and we would just sit there like after a day outside or something, we'd come in and we'd just sit there and just play the PlayStation 2 all day. And it, oh. it, it just was the best memories, you know, and I think part of it was, you know, online wasn't a huge experience back then, you know, it was like you were literally next to the person if you wanted to play your friends were next to you you're seeing their expressions you're laughing you're joking you're pushing each other you're screen cheating you know that screen cheating is what a memory bro that was it's screen cheat anymore <laughs> at I remember, I remember, uh, I, I went to a friend's house and he had Goldeneye because I never owned Goldeneye. I wasn't really into the shooters at that time, but we would play Goldeneye, and of course I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And he's like over here, pro level, and I'm just sitting there. And the only way I could compete is I would just literally stare at his screen and just—it <laughs> was so. You, why are you screen cheating? Stop screen peeking! Oh, so much. <laughs> 
Dude, that's so wild. Like, yeah, I, I remember I'd get into so many arguments with that too. Like playing multiplayer with uh, actually my buddy Eugene and uh, his brothers. Sometimes they would they would screen cheat. I'm like, yo, quit looking at my screen, bro. But like to be honest, it's hard not to when it's like four square boxes right next to each other. <laughs> yeah, your peripherals you can see where everybody else is at, and you're just. It's impossible not to cheat. I hope someday that couch play really becomes mainstream and that game companies other than Nintendo Switch really start focusing on the couch play, you know? Sitting next to somebody and playing with them and just having that moment. There's like, it was just like going outside when you're a kid. You're going indoors, but you're next to that person like i said it's the full experience that i really miss and it just has me reminiscing as a kid and i really hope someday that my children will be able to experience this and i think this is what's so important about uh especially if you are a gamer and was raised on these other games back then is like introduce your to your children these older video games and stuff like that I know there's always going to be the latest and greatest thing in the future, but having this experience I think is very important because you get to bond with your friends and in 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 a way that isn't really too harmful, right? Like now it's online, it could be super toxic, whatever. It's like, but when you're sitting there next to your friend, it's just it's a whole different ball game, you know? Oh yeah, well yeah, and you're not like. You know, like you said, toxic. You you're not gonna sit there and call your friend some of the stuff people will call you online because if you say that, your friend won't come over and play with you the next day. So it's like, you know, it was that that time. I feel like was just if you could put it in a bottle and hold on to it forever would have been so nice because it was like we played the perfect amount of video games because we did. It wasn't like all day or anything like that for the most part. I mean, sometimes it happened, but. You would like go outside and play, and then your mom would be like, "All right, it's getting dark. Time to come inside." Mm-hmm. You come inside, and then that's whenever you would break out the Nintendo sixty four, the exactly. PlayStation two. Exactly. That, that's how it was when me and Justin would hang out when we were younger. We we would go out, go I don't know, ride bikes or something like that, or go walking around the woods trying to just do random stuff like that. But when nighttime came. Me and Justin were probably guilty of staying up till three or four in the morning on <laughs> yeah. PS2. Even with my brother, I don't know if you remember that. Like we'd just sit there yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah, sometimes his brother would be there too, and we'd switch off. Like, let's say we're playing a 007 game, we would rotate controllers when we died. <laughs> like whoever died had to give up the controller to whoever wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so cool. It was like, you know, like I. Uh, uh, where I lived, there was these kids. I was in like fourth grade. They moved into the neighborhood, and I ended up becoming really good friends with two of them. But we would we they had a trampoline, so they were the cool kids in the neighborhood. So we'd play on the trampoline all day, and then it'd start getting dark. And instead of going home like I was supposed to, I would we would go inside and we'd pull out the PlayStation Two, and we would play. Uh, can't remember it was like nascar 08 or something and we would just it was we'd get in two player and we would just turn around and just start wrecking the whole field over and over again and it was so amazing how little things like that could entertain you for hours now i could do it like twice and i'd be like all right i'm over it 
right? Oh man, it's I mean, it's such... definitely a blast for the past, and I'm happy that you're retro hunting. I think it's important in the future for your kids. And uh, yeah, get those games that you loved as a child. Try out those new games that I was also telling you about. And yeah, you have to do that list. Yeah, you're just gonna love that experience, and hopefully, again, just be able to pass that on in the future. Uh, but with that said, we are at time for break. Uh, we got some more interesting topics. Uh, we are going to be discussing. Uh, the new iPhone and actually the new Pixel 6. So uh, stay tuned <laughs> because we got some interesting stuff to talk about. Techtober! We're in Techtober, so a lot of new tech to talk about. Uh, but with that said, I hope you guys enjoy a word from our sponsors. Enjoy High Octane Gaming with the Grim Reaper live on Twitch. Watch the Reaper as he plays through a plethora of game titles, such as Call of Duty Warzone, Call of Duty Zombies, Valorant, Minecraft, and more. Join him as he competes against high competition in COD Warzone tournaments for large cash prizes. You can catch the Grim Reaper streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, 6 to 11 p.m. CDT. Just search twitch.tv forward slash the Grim Reaper. Link in the bio. Looking for a fun new way to eat popcorn? Then I have the place for you. Kelly's Kernels has 68 flavors to choose from. Try out their delicious birthday cake flavor or their cheesy cheddar flavor. If you want to go classic, the Chicago style flavor is for you. Either way, you have a wide variety of flavors to choose from. But that's not all. They offer other treats such as shaved ice, cotton candy, and mini melts. Be sure to enjoy the dine-in experience and bring the whole family. So come on down to Kelly's Kernels, where it's always poppin'. Located at 13226 Lincoln Plaza Way, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Link in the bio. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, all their links are in the description down below. So if I were you guys, please, 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 please click that link. Uh, more on them in a <laughs> later. Uh, now, time to get into the real needy-greedy, right? Techtober, a lot of fun things happening. Normally with Techtober, what do we get? New phones. We get tech in Techtober. Yes, we get tech. Um, but the topics we have for you guys today is the iPhone 13. Let's let's discuss it with the new things, that new features that it has. Is it even worth getting now? Um, all that sort of stuff that we're gonna get into. And actually, Tyler has some of the information for us. Well, one of the one of the things I'm trying to pull up right now is the battery size because the iPhone 13. Let's go backwards a little bit. The iPhone 12 had a smaller battery than the iPhone 11, and now the iPhone 13 is supposed to have a bigger battery than the iPhone 11, although Apple never says how big their battery is. So I'm trying to look up that. And that, and they made the notch smaller. They have a new color. Yeah. Um, and then it looks like they've added an optional terabyte for storage. I, yeah, I believe they only had 512. On and the they have the, the new cameras, right? With that, what was that tech that you're able to use now for filming? Um, well, I think they got a like a pro raw thing now. 
yes. where it it basically records it unmodified and then gives you all the options later in software for you to edit to footage and do whatever you want with it. Yeah, um, and so... aside from that, there's bigger sensors to let in more light. There's a better wide angle. Um, everything like they always improved their cameras on year to year. Yeah, and and with these new uh, options, what well, right? You have also like the new uh, storage options, and it, it with that. In order to get the raw uh, ability to get that 4K footage, you actually have to have a 256 gig. If not any lower, unfortunately, you do not get that sort of feature. But I think, are do you think this is like sort of like an opportunity to start filming on your phone? And is it worth it? I mean, would you personally get a bigger storage just to film on your phone? See, I don't know about that because I thought there was an option if you had your iPhone 13 plugged into a computer, you could still record with the smaller one. Um, I could be wrong on that, though. But that's how most people do it. They usually have their camera or whatever they're recording on plugged in so it goes straight to a storage device. But, I mean, if you have the money to front, because let's let's face it, when you go to buy your iPhone Pro Max and you get whatever color you want and you go to a terabyte, um, you're looking at where's the price? You're not like gonna tell me the to price. 2, it's it's, it's two thousand dollars. A lot of money. Yeah, I mean I think in terms of this, I mean we even discussed Tyler uh when we were sort of discussing the idea of going to the studio. We were discussing the idea of possibly even just using the, our iphone uh because i said oh well you know someday i want to get a newer phone and i might be making the switch more on that later but you know we talked about like okay well we would actually probably be able to just use our phone for uh setting up because ultimately we do want the podcast going visual uh especially for youtube so us doing that being able to film on our phones a 4k quality high quality video that's going to be absolutely fantastic and if we have that ability i think you know hey why not and so we talked about that because it makes equipment cheaper right we don't have to worry about spending money on a camera or anything like that it's literally we just set up our phone for an hour or so and literally record and um, I think that's going to make things a lot just, I don't know, it's so innovative and I really want to, to try that out. And so we discussed that prospect. Um, I, another thing I did want to discuss is like the colors of it. Like, so for the 12, so there's different versions, right? Like you got the 12, the iPhone 13 mini, you got the iPhone 13 and then you have the 13 uh, was it like the pro models, right? Like you got the pro max and just the pro. So with each one, yeah. you get like newer colors. So the th iPhone 13, the base model has this lovely new color, uh, called like midnight. And it's like this deep blue, which looks absolutely fantastic. They have that one. And did they have black before? I think I, I want to say yes, but it might have been more of that. Or, yeah, I think they have. 
I know they had had black. Oh, they okay. So they took out the like green color, and then they changed the purple color to a lighter color. Did they change the blue color? The blue looks the same. Yeah, the blue is the blue. The midnight is uh, it's not completely black. It's more of like a deep navy for the iPhone 13. And now the 13 Pro, we have to talk about the color shift because they had the option for that beautiful blue on the iPhone 13 or 12 Pro. They gave it like a baby blue. Yeah, and now they made it, it's called Glacier Blue, which is this baby blue. And it just, I don't know, It do, for me, it doesn't scream premium. It doesn't scream Pro Max. It screams just like, it dumb. Like, I don't know why they made the colors. And they the were rumoring, like this coppery orange color or a slate or like a like a really deep black color. I was really, really hoping those two were going to come because those would have been 10 times cooler than this blue that they came out with. Right. I, I would feel like it would be more premium to have deeper colors as opposed to like instead of black, you have to get graphite, which is a, an, like an off black and off gray, right? Like a bit of a charcoal. And I just wish that they would have had better options. Me and Tyler often talk about the iPhone 11 Pro and how they had that deep army green for the green was best. And it was only for Verizon too, which was the sad part, but just it was such a nice looking phone and I really wish that they would have had that. What I do like though, which is not the price tag, but what I do like about the iPhone 13 Pro is now you have the ability where it's the same camera lenses as the 13 Max. So um, yeah, I do remember that with the 12, and I think that's why they actually discontinued the 12. Yeah. Um, because they people didn't like that you had to get the Max to have the cameras and the extra few abilities that it had. So they finally made those the same now. Um, but yeah, I was kind of hoping that some deals were going to come out with the 12s, and then they just straight up discontinued it, and I found out that was why. <laughs> that's so sad it's like uh but they they did a lot of improvements right like the smaller notch they uh better cameras for you know both the pro models and then a oh, better battery and then it's just like they just ended up screwing it up with the color in my opinion <laughs> i honestly don't care that they made the notch smaller it, it's such a minimal difference yeah i agree. i mean what are you really going to use the top of the screen for? I have the 12. I don't even really notice my notch when I use my phone. It doesn't bother me. But I feel like they need to either do the hole punch or they need to figure it out where they just get rid of the notch and go that route before I feel like, oh, wow, Apple, you actually did something with the notch because right now I just don't care that it's 20% smaller. Honestly, I kind of like, I'm probably in the minority, but I feel like I kind of like having the notch. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I well, it doesn't it, bother me that it's there or not, but if you're going to change it, go all out and get rid of it. Yeah, like, I don't, a lot of people, a lot of peop, uh, Samsung or Android users, a lot of them harp on the fact that there's the notch, but I don't know. I, I just, like, aesthetically, I just I just don't find it that bad, mainly because I feel like it works really well because I'm looking at my phone right now, and it, like, splits. Like, on one side of the notch is the time, and on the other side is all, like, the battery life your service stuff like i don't know i just 
kind of kind of enjoyed the notch. I'm not gonna lie. To be honest, at this point, that's what makes an iPhone an iPhone, right? It's like it. The I used to hate it too, but when you really think about it from an aesthetic point, right? And when you really think of an iPhone, now you it really associates with that notch. Like it literally is a really big um, staple in what an iPhone is, and so it's like. If they do change that, you know, uh, it is, believe it or not, a unique feature to what makes an iPhone an iPhone. Because they, they actually, they had what, they kind of started the trend of that notch uh, fairly early on. And then other phones were adopting that style as well until people were like, no, we don't really like this. And they came out with the better tech. Well, I also well, that's why Android people always act like that because they're like, "Why do you need a notch when you can just have more screen?" Android did it. <laughs> yeah, but I I also think maybe that I could be completely wrong. I feel like, um, if anything, it kind of protects your phone better having that there. I feel like it'd be it. It's like instead of the whole entire front of the phone being a screen, there's like a little bit that notch there. I don't know. I just kind of feel like I see a lot more people breaking their cam their front cameras on Androids than I do iPhones. Now, uh, some of the I guess you know going on and speaking of Android, um, the Pixel Six, you know, thoughts, new things that are coming out. As far as I'm aware, because they haven't released like a crazy amount about it, and like they haven't given already like you know hand-to-hand sort of uh tech reviews so so i'm 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 i don't know i I, there's let's start off with this there is uh a new camera style in the back it's very jarring very different and this is the first thing people recognize and tyler says already that he doesn't like it so garbage it's a ginormous line across the back, and I don't know if you have a. a it's not image. even a line; it protrudes. Yeah, it, it protrudes a, as well. That line is a giant bump too, so the phone can't sit flat. I mean, iPhone but has the same thing. It's you newer cameras. It, problem solved, but yeah. it, I just don't like the way it looks. Now, the one thing we know about the Pixel, though, is that their camera quality has always been really phenomenal, right? And so I think that. Yeah. If you Pixel really... has been the phone that everyone says, I need a cheaper phone, but I still need a good phone. And that I'll give to Google. They made a cheaper phone that is worth buying because you get really good specs. And now with the Pixel 6, the specs are actually... I mean, here's here's one right here. An OLED 90 hertz screen, uh, 50 megapixel camera, 12 megapixel camera... Uh, I don't know how much how big the battery is. the The Pixel Six isn't listed, but the Six Pro is listed at five thousand milliamps. Yeah, I would assume that's that, a good size battery. I would assume that the um, Six is probably like four thousand because that's what the Five was about, like four thousand something milliamps. Say between four and forty five hundred, somewhere in there, because you always want to make the battery bigger. That's just the fad. Um, but yeah. So regardless of the fact, it's going to have a good size battery. And it's, it's just those specs alone, that's a phone that is worth buying. That's that's what a lot of people are looking for is the value in the phone. And Google Pixel's always had that. And it's also worth mentioning that some of the new stuff that they're adding 
is uh, their their new chip that they're using, the Tensor chip, which is uh, something that I think is going to really set them apart um, in terms of, you know, uh, the, the, like how their software works, right? Like we already know that, uh, what what's that called? The Android base software is like really awesome. The OS, it runs really smooth. It's like great. So now you're having that plus you have a chip that is literally supposed to be similar to what like an m1 chip for a macbook right where it sort of it adds better uh processing essentially for for your device because it it brings everything together because okay let's let's look at apple with the a15 there's security built into the chip there's a gpu a cpu a neural engine. There's a bunch of different processing that's made specifically for iOS. Well, now Google gets to do the same thing. Google made the phone, they made Android, and now they're making a chip. So now Google gets to dip into the same thing as what they're talking about with their Tensor chip is now they can have the security they want. They can have the performance they want. and But most important, they can match it to the hardware. Whereas before, you got a Snapdragon chip but the Snapdragon chip was made to work with how many different Android devices. So now that you can kind of dial it into this is the Tensor chip and it works with Google phones, there's less you have to make it diverse for. It can be made only for this Google phone and that can make that chip perform a lot better. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it could be a really good selling point, kind of like how Apple's using M1 chip as a selling point. It's like, this is the only place you're going to get this kind of uh, situation in a phone now is with them. Because I'm sure it's, I'm sure they're similar concepts, but I bet there's a lot of differences between the M1 chip and this uh, new Google chip. Now, one yeah, of I'm the things... I'm hoping we can see another level of uh, competition because that's one thing you get with an iPhone. There's not a processor in another phone that is as fast as the iPhone, but part of that is because iPhone made the processor to work with their hardware. So now I'm hoping that we see some competition with the Pixel that their phone works a lot better because they have a processor doing the same thing, working for their hardware. So I'm kind of hoping to see a little bit of a market share disruption and maybe some more competition between Apple and Google. I think that'll be pretty welcomed in the tech community and yeah. maybe drive some prices down for Apple. Again, with the in terms of too like the style of the the phone too, like looking at that in particular as well, I really love the two tone glass look that they're going. They're going back to what seems like a glass back uh, because the last one actually was more of a matted um back and to be honest i for some reason have a very dis like just a very like just huge love for pixel phones like i think they're really cool they're really different they're unique um i've been a fan since the pixel 3 i almost got the pixel 4 but instead at that time i went with the galaxy s10 um and then i went to pixel 5 and i will say that the pixel 5 is it's a nice phone it's a it's very clear quality i don't really have any large issues my biggest issue with this phone 
is the uh, speakers. I wish they were a lot more clear, a lot more. I mean, they are clear, but I wish it was more so. And I wish they were a lot louder. It's just they really need to focus in a little bit more on That's the speakers Apple's of the device. Done right. Their speakers and their screen quality has always been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I don't there's the speaker, the uh oh gosh, the mic on the phones are always really good with iPhones and I it you're talking about that and this whole time I've been thinking my brother-in-law called me yesterday and he was he has one of the newer Android phones I can't remember what it's called but the mic on it was awful. It's awful. When I I've heard the speakers too and they're on, bad. That was the worst thing on that phone. The Note 10 Plus is supposed to be this thousand dollar awesome phone best you can get and call quality was shit <laughs> the number one thing <laughs> on a phone was shit and, and i'm very surprised <laughs> with that because my s10 call quality was like super clear like i never had any issues with it now with the like i said with the pixel a little bit more yeah like i can see that but granted, they were using that new tech, right, where it's like the speakers under the glass, um, which I hope well, that, is it gets more updated. Pixel too, when you compare a Pixel to an S-series Samsung phone. Yeah, it's not necessarily flagship. Samsung phone is a flagship phone. Yeah. The Google, they don't have a flagship. Now with the Google 6 Pro, that's approaching flagship, but it's still supposed to be the more affordable, you know, more versatile phone rather than a flagship phone true i mean so it, maybe with the 6 pro we'll see that but i yeah let, let's yeah we'll fingers crossed that the pixel 6 is really good um but i don't know i definitely uh i'm stuck between possibly eventually in the future making the shift to iphone uh being it that a lot of the podcast stuff that we're going to do are going to be run on macbooks and um, a lot of the recording we do, uh, like I said, we might have the prospect of just using the iPhone to record yeah. for video. For me, the phone that I use comes down to the daily things that I use. Um, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm, I had a MacBook in the past. I don't have one now, but I'm going to get another one. And just seeing the fact that we're doing a podcast, we edit everything on Mac. Um, we maybe want to record video with the phones because the cameras are getting so good it just makes sense to go to the apple ecosystem but at the same time the android phones they make them pretty compatible with other things too like you can easily plug an android yeah. phone into an apple computer and take the pictures and videos and all that stuff off of it exactly it's just it'll work a little bit better apple to apple so but yeah. i would say android doesn't have a good way to go to as far as computing unless you're going to windows yeah so it's it's very tough uh, it's a tough decision for me but i think what would make it break it or it's just how good the pixel 6 is going to be because like i said for some reason i have just i have a deep just love for the pixel phones um just because mm -hmm. they're so again they're so unique they're so different from most of the phones that i see um, including the Galaxy S. But speaking of unique and different uh, in, in Android, we have the now the new popularity, actually, of these 
new uh, flip phones and foldable phones that Galaxy, that uh, sorry, that Samsung is really pushing out and pumping out. And um, you know, I I'm kind of interested in the fold and the flip. Like that was something that I even considered for a little bit. Was like, do I want to switch to one of these phones? Like, is this something that interests me or is even worth getting? Um, but I don't know, like Tyler, run through some of the specs for us in terms of like the, uh, Z fold and the Z flip. We'll we'll start with the fold. I feel like that's going to be the more desired one is the fold. Because right now, when you're looking at the phone you're holding in your hand now that doesn't fold in half, it's the same form factor as the Z fold when it's closed. So that's just going to be the one that I feel like I would use the most if I had it. Um, so 4,400 milliamp battery, it's decent. They can't really have big batteries because they fold in half. When you consider the fact that it's a 4,400 milliamp, but then there's a 7.6 inch screen, a 12 megapixel camera, and then, um, 12 gigs of Ram. Android is power hungry. And when you're driving a big display, a lot of Ram and just the way that Android handles power. I feel like they should have really tried to cram a 5,000 milliamp battery in that phone. I don't think it's going to have great battery life. Yeah. Cause essentially but, you're getting like what that bigger screen. So it's like running a tablet. It's like it, right. And a tablet has bigger than a 5,000 milliamp battery. Um, and then let's see if we go down, where's, where's the, here we go. Android 11, which by the time it releases, I'm sure it'll update to Android 12. Um, a quad-core processor. It's one of the Qualcomm Snapdragon 888. So that's going to be... It's supposed to be a more efficient processor, but it's on a bigger phone, bigger screen. You can use more power. You have 12 gigs of RAM fed to it. It's going to be a power-sucking processor, too depending on the way you use it. So that that that's just the biggest weak point I see is that battery size. But to have that much RAM, to have a 7.6-inch screen, and the camera quality is supposed to be a pretty good upgrade. I mean, we're talking flagship camera quality. I feel like it's going to be an awesome, well-rounded phone. It's just for me. How many times can I fold this phone, especially talking mm-hmm. about me personally? And I know there's a lot of people out there like me. If it moves, I will play with it, even <laughs> though it has no function. I'm just going to play with it when I'm not mm-hmm. doing anything and I'm waiting for something. I'm going to play with that hinge. Well, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Is, is, is it going to wear out? Is the spring going to like, you know how it's like it um, clicks shut? Is that going to wear out where it doesn't hold itself shut anymore? Um, is the part of the screen bending? Am I going to start getting like dead pixels or like a white stress line from bending it so much? Well, I know I, that's always the thing I worry about. For some of those questions that you do have, like um, the channel Unbox Therapy, they actually did a stress test for the foldability for these um, Galaxy Fold phones. So if you do want to check that out, it is on their YouTube channel, and I'd probably suggest for you too, Tyler, checking that out. And it kind of it answers some of the questions uh, that you may have and in terms of the durability of these phones. So 
And that was the generation before this newer generation of uh, Galaxy Fold phones. For me, I personally find it very interesting. I do really want to get into a Fold phone. But for well, me, here's, it here's has to get... Here's where I feel get... like the Fold is going to be really amazing. So let's say you're in the line of work that I'm in. I take a lot of phone calls. When this thing is folded in half... I'm assuming you can take it out of your pocket and take a phone call while it's folded in half, and then you can put it away. But then when you have to run an application, when you're doing programming or anything like that, and you can open this thing up to get that 7.6-inch screen, Yeah, I mean, that to me just seems awesome. The amount of stuff that you can do on that screen, and I know Android has that really cool multitasking feature yeah, you know where how you can many, run like... apps side by side. I feel like that'd be awesome. You know how many, like, papers and stuff that I've written on the go, you know? And so to well, have that ability, about. to have that big the screen. The you can get with a phone like this, I feel is going to be really good. That's where these are going to shine. My thing is, I, I feel that personally, and I am waiting for the tech to get a little bit better to until this phone is a lot more thin. Because if not, I'm carrying a brick in my pocket. And yeah, to be honest... Boy. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, I'm not gonna do that. So, other I, than that, like, like if they can business-oriented phone, you know, yeah. business productivity, I feel like is where this phone is shining. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about the the uh, flip? So the flip, I think the flip is what's gonna be in your mainstream pocket because yeah. when you open it up, you got a normal phone in your hand when it's opened up. But then when it's closed, the thing I'm thinking about the most is when I had my flip phone or when everyone had their razor. I had a cheap, crappy flip phone. Everyone had a fancy razor, so whatever. <laughs> but I'm just thinking when I fold this thing in half and I stuff it in my pocket, it's small. You know, there's not a whole lot to worry about. And then I've just, I remember getting a phone call on my flip phone and I flipped it up and just put it on my ear and it answered it. I hope these do the same thing because that just seems awesome to me. Um, but we're still talking about the same chip. Um, it looks like I think the I think the fold had a little bit better camera than the flip, but we're still talking a pretty good camera. Um, the battery though is another thing I'm looking at. 6.7 inches, that's the same size. I, I want to say the same size as my iPhone. It's a big phone. There's a lot of screen there. There's a lot of power this phone can use, and it still has. Um, this one looks like it only has 8 gigs of RAM. But just me knowing the way Android works, that's my only drawback. That's the thing I'm worried about with this phone. I hope that processor is a lot more efficient. Because 3,300 milliamp battery yeah, it's gonna sounds draw tiny on a yeah. big screen like that. Yeah, no, I I mean, I remember having a Google Pixel and it had a 3,000 milliamp. And, you, you know, the Pixel 3s are small. But that battery yeah. life would last me like, and I was on it quite a bit, like maybe two to three hours tops. And I'm already but like half to charge it. And your Pixel also didn't have a flagship chip in it. It didn't have that much RAM. That is true. This phone is going to use more than that Pixel did, and it has the same size battery as that Pixel. I can't expect it to perform better than the Pixel. I, I would kind of assume worse. 
That's the, yeah, that's definitely very scary. I know with the advertisement I would love to too, be proved wrong though. If if someone proved me wrong on that, I would be pretty happy about it. There has <laughs> definitely been a, a lot of advertisement for what I've noticed for these uh flip the Galaxy flips for uh like towards middle school, like middle school, high school sort of students it seems like their target market um so who knows if they even really need that long of a battery life right technically right they shouldn't even be on their phone yeah. that long so i think time is going to tell but i think we're going to see a lot of people either pulling an iphone or a flip out of their yeah, pocket I, you know Just i saying. can't wait for the day that these flips really become thinner and become just even more efficient um my fingers are definitely really well, crossed for that. that flip is because the flip looks a lot thinner. All I know is I think that the flip looks like an, a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, SP. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> it just looks like a, it looks like a Game Boy Advance. So SP. for you gamers out there, I think uh, you should get a Galaxy Flip. <laughs> oh, no Don't. more in-screen fingerprint sensor. Looks like it's on a scanner on the side yeah. of the phone. Oh, like and it's also power. worth mentioning uh, it, the fold is actually they're doing the new tech of the under the screen under the screen uh camera for your front facing camera uh in the uh fold so oh yeah well it has a black background screen so i can't tell if there's a hole punch but yeah so it's it's not even a hole punch it's like you know where it's like a mesh of the pixels yeah you can see through that is the new tech that they're trying out and it actually is a clear camera quality so i'm excited LP camera under display. Yeah. So the you know get the thing I love about Samsung is they're always pushing tech and always pushing it to its highest ability. They, Samsung is the first one to see new tech and push their phone to the limit. I will definitely give that to them. Yeah, and I love that about them. And I know that they're going to really advance this sort of hardware. And it's only a matter of time before it becomes more thin and just more extravagant. And I think when it does, I will be there for that. And I think I would pick myself up a uh, Galaxy Fold. But with that said, we are actually uh, at time, a little bit over. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Um, please leave a comment down below. Let us know. Are you excited for an iPhone, the new prospects of the Pixel 6? Or are you interested in the Galaxy Fold or the Flip? Um, and so what are those nostalgic games that you played as a kid? Uh, leave a comment down below if you're on YouTube uh, or even SoundCloud, and we'll be sure to answer and uh, discuss this with you guys. But with that said, again, we are on five platforms now. So again, Spotify, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud. <laughs> it's even hard for me to keep up. Apple Podcasts and now Google Podcasts. So again, if you guys want to check those out or listen to a different platform, whatever platform you choose, the link is going to be in the description down below. And be sure to check out Kelly's Kernels if you're out in the Indiana area. Uh, if I were you, I'll try it out. Some delicious, tasty treats. 64 flavors of popcorn. Uh, absolutely wonderful. And other... Uh, delicious treats as well especially around the halloween time go on and check them out uh and be sure to check out the gaming wonderful gaming great uh the grim reaper 
over on Twitch TV. Again, all of their links are in the description below. A special thanks to Adam Stone again for the song and BMMB for the animation. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, we love you. Bye.